this is not a process you undertake just once a year. It is like a discipline you must apply each and every time you're faced with a decision about whether to say yes or whether to politely decline. It's a method for making the tough trade-offs between lots of good things and a few really great things. It's about learning how to do less but better so you can achieve the highest possible return on every precious moment of your life. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Have you ever found yourself majoring in minor activities? Do you know what I mean by that? It's like you are doing a thousand things, getting nowhere fast. Do you ever feel like you're busy but not productive and the days just go by and you're like, I got stuff done, but it really didn't get me closer to my goal. Have you ever felt that way? Like you're always in motion, but never getting anywhere. If you answered yes to any of this, congratulations, you're human. And chances are, as you're listening to this, you know, you're getting ready to end out a year, go into the holiday season. And if you're like most people, you started last year, you started 2023 with some major goals, with a great vision, with amazing intention, but the world got in the way, your life got in the way. And chances are, if you don't have a pattern of checking in, reevaluating, things got put on your plate that you maybe initially didn't want to be on your plate, or maybe you just kind of lost your way, or maybe, you know, you just had things come up in your life that were unexpected and you just feel a little out of control. And if that's you, you're not alone. And I want to tell you that this happens to even the most successful of people in the world is that you just start to feel like you're spinning plates And, you know, even the more successful you get, the more opportunities get put on your plate. And a lot of times because you come from a scrappy upbringing where you, you know, had to do a million different things to get, to get momentum, to gain some traction, to build success. That's how you continually are wired in the new life. And and that's, And that's basically what I've been going through personally, um, from being, you know, an entrepreneur for over a decade now, it's like the more and more successful I get, the more opportunities come my way. But if I'm not careful, 
they all get put on my plate. And then I find myself majoring in minor activities, getting nowhere fast, working on things that aren't really in my zone of genius and not really building something significant that I know God put on my heart. And it happens to everyone. And, you know, I always say this, it sounds simple, uh, but it's so profound. You can't inspire if you're de-inspired. And what do I mean by that? It's like, you can be a motivated human, but at some point, if you're not filling your tank and if you're not clear on your North star, and if things have gotten on your plate and there's like this, this, this overwhelm, it's so hard to operate from your peak state. It's so hard to operate with optimal energy. It is so difficult to have conviction for what you're trying to build. And, and I know that this seems like such an obvious statement and, you know, I, I just got to say it though, like, you know, the calling of a servant hero truly is, is to capture the minds and hearts and souls of those who have faith in them. And if you're serving one person, five people, a hundred people, 5,000 people, a hundred thousand, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. doesn't matter if, if it's serving in your home or serving in a business or a small business. If you're a servant hero, like basically your, your calling is to, is to capture people's minds, hearts, souls for the people that have faith in you, they've put their trust in you. They want to learn from you. They want to grow from you. You're their leader, if you will. Right. And it's oftentimes really hard to operate from that servant hero space when you feel crazy, when you feel like I'm just not inspired. You can't really uplift others if your own creative energy and productivity, your enthusiasm has been downgraded. Like it's just, it's hard. <laughs> and I take my own personal inspiration very, very seriously. It's a core tool that I operate from that I've, that I honestly feel like how I've even gotten this far is because I take my personal inspiration so seriously. And, you know, I do things where I genuinely in, in all the time, like avoid the news and people who make me feel bad or dark places that I feel like are dark. And I don't want to be in those environments that, you know, really, uh, put me in a downward spiral. I, I avoid all that as much as humanly possible. And, you know, instead I'm constantly seeking out things that lift my hope, my faith, my, my church, the Bible, you know, what boosts my creativity, what, what fuels my game, what, what sparks that inner fire that, just gets me going and it, it just makes me want to like run through a brick wall. Like I'm constantly seeking that out. 
And I've learned to do that throughout the years in so many different phases of my life. And that's how I've been able to stay on the path, right? In a very good way, but still, 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 there's times and periods where I find myself majoring in minor activities <laughs> and it's frustrating. And it's like, what's going on right now? I thought I was going to do this. I thought I was going to do that. And you know, when I, when I feel this way and when I'm de-inspired and I have zero game, you know, that's really when I go back to my, my, my playbook, my, my recalibration method that I've been using for years. And I start this whole method in a very detailed, in-depth, clear manner, typically in December. And why I do it in December every year I have for the past five years is because you need time to evaluate your life and really take a good hard look and do a time audit on how are you spending your days? How are you spending your weeks? You know, are you doing things that set your soul on fire? Is there, is there room for play? You know, I really evaluate so, so much, all the different areas of life from faith to relationship. Now with my husband to, you know, fun factor friendships to companies I'm going to build all of it, spiritual growth, you name it. And I always take the time to do that. And I go on super in depth on this process but what happens and what can happen as the year progresses, right? And now we're almost like a year into it. It's like suddenly more things have gotten on my plate or I've gotten a little off course or things have shifted. And, you know, this is, this is what has happened to me. And, you know, I was just at... UPW with Tony Robbins as a guest there because I've done, you know, work for his partner, Dean Graziosi. Some of you have probably seen that or listened to my podcast episode with him. I did a course for them called You Are the Brand and it was great. We were big, we're big Tony fans. And so we went to UPW. It's called Unleash the Power Within. And, you know, I've been before, but every time you go to these things, you, you arrive at them, you're in a different spot, right? You could go to the same curriculum. You could do the same, you know, yearly audit, but you're going to get a different result because you're a different you this year than you were before. And so Jake and I went to UPW and there's an exercise he has you do where you identify your top three limiting beliefs. Now, I was sitting next to one of the biggest financial giants in the world who actually just bought a huge company, which I, I can't even say yet because I don't know if it's public. But I mean, this guy is like world renowned and he has limiting beliefs. And, and then on the other side of me, I was sitting next to, you know, one of the top literary agents in the world that has guided people like Tony Robbins, um, you know, any top tier book you've read 
has guided them in that. And she has limiting beliefs. And, you know, so we all have limiting beliefs. It's not something that it's like, oh, I want to start a business and I have so many limiting beliefs and I, you suck at this. It's like, no, everybody has them. Okay. And what I was doing is identifying my top three. And what I realized in this slowing down process to speed up, I call it when you take time out for yourself to really identify and and do some massive introspection. I realized that my top limiting belief was around creating my and writing my, my book, which ultimately is going to be a body of work that turns into a lot of other things, uh, an event, apparel, you name it, like a huge, huge, huge brand. And I have a book deal and I have a contract and I have all these things. And one of the last pieces I had to do was just sitting in my inbox. And so as I was writing out my limiting beliefs, I was like, I'm afraid to go big to go global. And it was like this, what? Like I, I almost wrote it and I was like, what? Like why, why is that? And so you go through this whole identifying process of like, okay, why, why are you feeling that way? And then what is it costing you? So maybe you as you're listening to this driving, walking, you can think like top tier, whatever like floats to your mind first. Like that's probably the thing you need to address. Like what is your top limiting belief? And then you take it a step further and you say, if I continue to come into agreement and to believe this limiting belief, what is it going to cost me in five years time? Like what's it robbing me of? And for me, it's a lot of things. I mean, I was in this particular example I'm giving you, which is one of many, was it's robbing me of making the impact I want to make because I know the tool of a book, the low cost it can be for, you know, a a 18 year old in downtown LA that is lost, that can get his hands on that book and it can change his life and just the impact that it can make but also what it's costing me is, is so much from a career perspective, from a speaking perspective, all of it. And so I identified all this and I sat with it. And what I realized was it's not that I don't want to write the book. I already have all the chapters. It's not that I don't want to play big. It's that I was spinning plates. I was majoring in minor activities. There's too much on my plate. And, you know, I know that the wisest possible investment of my time and energy is to operate at my highest point of contribution by doing only what is essential. Like I know these things, right? But somewhere down the road, it's like so much got put on throughout the year, which hashtag blessings, but not all of it is what is essential, is what is even important, is 
And so the thing, the very thing that I should be doing is the thing that I'm not doing. And, you know, I think we've all heard that old adage, that old saying, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Well, isn't that just the truth? And the reason I wasn't feeling 100% inspired and feeling like I was in my zone is because I wasn't doing the thing that I know that I should be doing to move my life, my business, my purpose forward. Woof. I mean, what, what a, like, what, what a wake up call. Right. And, and maybe this is like hitting for you in your life right now in some way, shape or form. But what I really also know to be true is something that was coming up for me was decision fatigue. You know, like if you wake up and, and don't have a concrete plan, if you don't know, here is what I'm doing. Here's what I'm building. Here's my essential priorities. What happens is we lose our ability to filter what is important and what isn't. I mean, it's just true. Like when there's so many things coming at you, it it can be so hard to like go, okay, what is the one thing today I need to get done? And we just start to feel overwhelmed and we sometimes can't even manage it. And then the quality of our decisions deteriorates. And so you just you stop, you start being average instead of being excellent. And that is such a frustrating place to live and to be, especially if you truly are a servant hero. If you truly are somebody who wants to capture the minds, hearts, and souls and give people inspiration, give people strategy, give people hope. If you're a leader, basically, and you want to uplift other people, but you feel like you're spinning plates and you've lost that game, it's like, man, this is a really frustrating place to be because you know better. (laughs) Like for me, I know better. Truly. And thankfully, this hasn't lasted long for me, but long enough. And it's really led me back to the thing that I know best and the thing that I know that works when I feel this way. And that is recalibrating everything. And it takes extreme discipline to say, okay, I'm going to take an honest, hard look. Like I said, at, at all the areas of my life, and I'm going to figure out what's working, what's not. There's a whole process I go through truly. Like it's how I created this podcast. It's how I created even where I live right now, staring at the Pacific ocean, that was once just a dream. Like 
everything I've ever done. I'm, I, you know, I'm in peak health shape and I've been able to maintain it because of my recalibration method that I've used. But even still, you still have to like recalibrate and, and, and really refocus. And this comes with living a life of intention massive intention because growth is not accidental growth in a business growth in a marriage growth in your faith like none of it just happens by accident it happens with massive massive intention and i'm just so excited to be getting ready to take my method and to go through the process and i already am as i talk to you today on this So that way, when 2024 comes upon us, which it's coming soon, depending on when you're listening to this, but I'm recording this on November 25th, it's coming soon. We're going to have December and then it's here. The way that you get ahead and the way that you separate yourself, as my friend Ed Milet calls it, separation season is by truly doing the introspection work and by implementing the processes that have to come into place now so you're ready to go when the new year strikes. You're clear. And what I have found is most people on New Year's Eve are like, okay, I'm going to like plan my year. And it's like, you must not be that great in business. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You must not be that, you know, like I'm just saying you can't just do this uh, like in an hour, like it takes time. And then when it comes to planning, I mean, there's, there's like calls you have to make, there's things you got to put into place to really make the thing move forward. And I teach all of this in my Fortitude Masterclass that I am going to be having mine this year, which is December 12th, where I take you for three hours and we go through what isn't working and we evaluate your 2023 and we take the time to really figure out what are the lessons that I want to learn? What are the things that I crushed, by the way? We're not just, you know, going to go through it and not take time to celebrate. We do that. But then we go into a deep dive and I teach you the methods that I have used the past few years of my life, especially the past five, that has allowed me to really create my dream life and This is a process that I go through, that I'm going through again, and it's time because it's like things got put on my plate during this year, and I I live by this process, and we're going to identify what is it? What is that thing that God put in your heart that you want to do, that you want to build? Maybe you've started to build it, but you're really not giving it the attention it needs. Maybe there's too much on your plate. And this is the process I go through. It's called recalibrate. So this year it's recalibrate 2024. And we take three hours 
to go through all this. And if you're like, I need this, I want to do it. So that way you walk into the new year with a plan. Like it's not just like this hypothetical, oh, yay, let's talk about our dreams and make some, make some vision boards. No, no, no. It's like strategy implementation. You'll do it all with me. You can go to fortitudemasterclass.com and register now. It's December 12th. And of course you'll get the recording fortitudemasterclass.com register now and we'll go through it. But let's get back to our, our program here. You may just be having too many choices right now. Like now more than ever, we have just this huge increase in choices, especially over the last decade. And we've lost sight of the important ones. And I love uh, Peter Drucker. He has said in a few hundred years, when the history of our time will be written from a long-term perspective, it is likely that the most important event historians will see it not technology, not the internet, not e-commerce. It is going to be in human condition human condition for the first time, literally substantial and rapid growing numbers of people have choices for the first time. They will have to manage themselves and society is totally unprepared for it. Absolutely. And totally unprepared because there's so many choices all day long. You're getting that decision fatigue. And so now more than ever, if you want to build the thing, if you want to create a healthy marriage, if you want to really design a life that you love, where it's filled with travel and experiences, and you would love to spend two weeks at the beach on holiday, or you'd love to move to the beach, or you would love to be in the best shape of your life. Like it takes massive intention in planning and, and exploring because there's this perception in this idea that you can have it all. And this is a myth that has been just talked about for so long. And I just believe virtually everyone alive today is infected with it. It's sold in advertising it's championed in corporations, like it's all over. And the truth is with this damaging myth is that this is causing really amazing people that want to start businesses or really truly move the needle on a certain topic in their life. They're, they're not able to because they're doing way too much because we have, we've been sold this idea. You can have it all. And I believe you can have it all, but not all at once. And so what, let me just give you an example. I'm writing this book. I need to write this book. So in this season of my life, I can't have it all. This season is going to be extreme discipline and it's going to be and require me to schedule out every hour of my day. So that way I can get the thing done that is going to advance for me, the kingdom, uh, the, uh, really helping people in their life 
It's going to advance my business. It's going to advance so much. It's going to have exponential growth instead of majoring in minor activities. And this is just one little example that I'm giving you. And, you know, I can relate back to this very example of when I started my network marketing business. I remember, you know, people spreading the message of you can make all this money and have a life most only people ever dreamed of and you can build this in the pockets of your life and it's like yeah if you want some extra change of course but if you want to make six or seven figures that's a bed of lies it's absolutely not true you're gonna to have to go all in for a couple years and work it and work it and work it if you want to build freedom that most people would only ever dream of so it's a season but again, because of decision fatigue, we've lost our ability to filter what's important and what isn't. And this is why I'm so passionate about recalibrating and helping you go through this process that I've repeatedly gone through and clearly I'm ready for again. And when you live this way, and you really understand that life is about trade-offs and that this is what's required to not be mediocre and to be great. And when you realize like the freedom you will have, the freedom, the emotional freedom, the physical freedom in a lot of aspects because we cover your health as well and your health plan, your fitness plan, your nutrition plan. But the, the trade-off is it, it, it's living a life of peace. You know, for me, that's what I want. And when there's something that God wants me to be doing and I know that it needs to happen, that's when I don't feel peaceful when I'm not pursuing it, it's when I feel a little uneasy. And again, it's because I need to reevaluate and I need to create a new plan. And, you know, the reality of trade-offs is we can't have it all or do it all. If we could, there would be no reason to evaluate or eliminate options. You got to eliminate some options. So once we really accept this, the reality of trade-offs, like we, we really get it. We stop asking, how can I make it all work? And we start asking ourselves the honest question, which problem do I want to solve? What thing do I want to build? How do I want to feel? And when you start asking yourself the honest question, that's really when you experience so much clarity, which then gives you energy. It gives you so much energy. So what problem do you want to solve in 2024? Who do you want to serve? How do you want to feel? And I do it in these three ways. This is, this is what I do in, in every bucket of my life. And I, I go so deep on this. And in, in, if you decide to join me in the Recalibrate 2024, you're going to get an ebook on this. 
Most of my students print it off. We're going to go through the process, the reverse engineering of how I do this financially, all of it, but very high level. What I'll share with you is these three steps that I do as first I explore and I evaluate. Okay. So instead of asking, is there a chance, like, let's just take clothes for a minute or your, your wardrobe. I think you, most of you know, I love clothes and wardrobe, but I'm also very big at, at like taking stuff away and donating and selling on Poshmark and all the things. I don't like clutter. Okay. That's low frequency. I like high frequency. So number one, explore and evaluate. So let's take your clothes, your wardrobe, for example. So instead of asking, is there a chance I will wear this someday in the future? You have to ask yourself more disciplined, tough questions. Like when I go into my closet and I'm ready to purge, I ask myself, do I love this? And then I ask myself, do I look great in this? Do I feel good in it? And then I ask myself, do I wear this often? And if the answer is no, then I know that like this sweatshirt, this pants, whatever is a candidate for elimination. So think of this in your personal life, your professional life. And think of this example as an equivalent of asking yourself which clothes you love. Like instead of asking yourself of the clothes, you know, ask yourself, you know, when it comes to your personal life, will this activity make the highest possible contribution toward my goal? Like, does this make sense? And again, we dive so much deeper on this, but even just exploring and evaluating and, and, and having the discipline and we do this time energy audit, we go through everything where it's like, we really need to ask ourselves, like, what is this doing for me? Is it leaving me feeling like low, low energy? Is it making me more overwhelmed? Is it completely wasting my time? Do I need to set up some parameters around this? So when you explore and evaluate, you really start to figure out what's, what's, what's essential and what's not. And what, like, what has gotten on my schedule that is just completely a waste of time, or maybe it feeds my ego, but it doesn't feel feed my mission. A lot of things feed our ego, but it definitely does not feed our mission. And then number two, I eliminate. Okay. So let's say you have your clothes divided into piles, must keep, probably should get rid of, but you're really ready to, to stuff the probably should get rid of pile in a bag and, and send it off. Like, are you really ready to do that? And, and maybe, maybe you're like thinking, no, like this costs a lot of money. And you have that, that feeling of like, oh shoot, like, even though I don't really love it, but it costs a lot of money. Right. Or this was just, these are more and more expensive jeans, even though like, I hate the way I look in them, you know, studies have actually found that we tend to value these things. We already own more highly than they are worth. And that's why it's difficult to get rid of them. And, you know, this is the same in our own life. And so this is, 
you know, the question I ask myself is like, if I didn't already own this, how much money would I spend to buy it? And this usually does the trick for me. This is when I'm like, okay, time to get rid of it. So in other words, it's not enough to simply determine which activities and efforts don't make the highest possible contribution. You still have to actively eliminate those that do not. Okay. So it's one thing to go, okay, I want this. I want to build this, but you, you, you have to eliminate the things that are not essential. And for me, going back to the book example, it's like, there's a lot of things right now that won't make that quantum leap like that will, and it's not essential. And that's how you move forward is by eliminating. So again, a lot of times when people plan a new year or get ready to do a new thing, they don't, they, they explore and evaluate maybe, but they don't eliminate. And so asking yourself those hard questions and really like equally things have to come on your calendar, but equally things need to come off because again, you can't have it all, at least not all at once, if you want to be great. And then num number three, we execute. It's the execution process. So if you want your closet to stay tidy, and you should check out my Instagram for my new closet, and I've linked up how I did all that on my Amazon account, but you need to have a regular routine for organizing it. Like I really do. Once a week, I make sure that everything is like, color coordinated and the clean clothes are put away or the dry cleanings put away. And it's just because when the week gets going, it's like sometimes I change quick and then I leave things on the floor and it gets a little crazy. So when it comes to organizing or like getting rid of clothes, like I need one large bag for my items I need to throw away. And then I have a, a pile that I want to keep. And then I need to know like, What's the drop-off location and hours for my local thrift store or if I'm in a posh market? Like I have it all figured out. In other words, once you've figured out which activities and efforts to keep, the ones that are your highest level of contribution, your highest ROI, you need to have a system to make executing your intentions as effortless as possible. Okay. And we do this and recalibrate, we do this in the workbook, but it has to like literally be so clear that when it comes to your day to day, you can just flow and go and flow and go and flow and go. And it's just so easy to do this. And this is creating a system. And I've created a system in my closet for handling, you know, that, but you must create a system for handling the closet of your life. And this is not a process you undertake just once a year. It, it, it is like a discipline you must apply each and every time you're faced with a decision about whether to say yes or whether to politely decline. It's a method for making the tough trade-offs between lots of good things and a few really great things. It's about learning how to do less but better 
so you can achieve the highest possible return on every precious moment of your life. And living this way, it ain't easy. And again, you have to recalibrate and you have to go, what the, what just happened? <laughs> and how have I gotten off track? And, you know, there's, there's high points of frustration when suddenly you want to be doing everything or you wanted to be doing the popular thing, maybe in your friend group. And you, and you just start to, to feel like a little bit of a hurricane. Instead of going, what's the right thing for me? What's the reason I'm doing it? Is this the right time? It's like this, living this way is how you get stuff done. It's how you build the thing. It's how you gain momentum, truly. And, you know, I guess why I want to do this episode today is to get you thinking in this frame of mind. Because again, you can't just wake up January 1 and get thinking about it. I think you really have to explore now and evaluate now and then eliminate, have the plan for elimination and execution. And, you know, everything changes. Everything changes when we give ourselves permission to be more selective in what we choose to do. Everything can change. You can be in your peak state of health and have more energy in your 40s than when you did in your 20s if you just understand that you need to be more selective in what you put in your grocery cart or maybe even the habits and the people you hang out with and how they eat. And, you know, it's like, Everything can change and we hold the key to unlock the next level of achievement in our lives. We do. There's tremendous freedom in learning what we can eliminate and what no longer controls us. And when we're no longer controlled by other people's agendas and we really realize we get to choose and this is power. This is so much power. Oh my gosh. Because when we live this way, we can live from our highest level of contribution and not just to our lives and our businesses and our careers, but to the world because we're eliminating busy work and we're replacing it with important projects that make a difference. And this is exciting. These three elements, explore, eliminate, execute. This is a process and it takes discipline to live this way. And like I shared, I mean, I, I had a realization of like, whoa, what happened in the last few months? Well, again, a lot more got put on my plate and I didn't do number two, which is eliminate. I just started adding more. And then I just felt like, man, I'm not operating in my peak state. You can't inspire if you're de-inspired and you cannot live your days with just crushing it. If there's 
too many choices or you're experiencing decision fatigue. And this is why the people that win at life, the people that get ahead, the people that create epic things that do the dang thing, there's just like, there's just this clear thing about them if you really explore their life. And it's that they're not consuming a lot, they're creating a lot. And they're really living their life with a tremendous amount of discipline so they can have ultimately more freedom. And that's how it goes. And so I want you to get in that frame of mind as you enjoy this holiday season, but just know that if you're looking for more support on this, if you're like, I want to go the layer deeper, I want to plan it out. I want to set up the guardrails, maybe the areas of your life that you're like, yo, I know that I should do this, but I fall every time. I need to set up some accountability. I'm going to walk you through the steps on how I've done that in every facet of my life, every facet of my life, not just business, but in, in fitness and health and relationship in my spiritual walk, which is the most important. So consider joining me on December 12th, fortitudemasterclass.com. And I promise you this will pay off dividends. You're going to have a level 10 unlock and 10x your business. If you follow the formula and follow what I'm going to share in this masterclass as we recalibrate for 2024. I hope to see you there. God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.